745 means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Denny. Happy Memorial. Yes, it is. And it, uh, I, I gather from our forecast that there could be a few showers here and there. Uh, so I grilled last night. <laughs> <laughs> first things first. Right. I was at an international conference this past week where we discussed wine temperature. And I thought I would share the overall consensus with everybody. Good. And that is simply, we drink red wine too warm, and we drink white wine too cold. And that's the simple fact of the matter in the United States. And that could be changed a little bit. You know, temperature affects what wine tastes like uh, and what it smells like as well. Uh, chilling it down sort of hides the alcohol and acid flavors. They're less apparent when you're uh, drinking a chilled wine. When a wine's cold, you perceive the alcohol less, and then you can't really taste all the flavors and nuances. Warm wine is uh, one of those things where you can taste the alcohol in it, and it, it can overpower it. That's the reason we chill beer and cocktails, uh, is to suppress that alcohol. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, chilling wines really is, you know, there's the 20-minute rule that I like to think is a good one. A red wine put in the refrigerator for 20 minutes and then taken out and served, and a white wine that's been in the refrigerator, take out 20 minutes and let it warm up those 20 minutes. That's a generally a good rule. You know, when you drink a uh, white wine, you really should drink it probably at about 55 degrees. Red wines could be a little, or I'm sorry, white wines could be a little cooler at 50 degrees. Red wines uh, maybe at 55. You know, room temperature in the olden days, the, the temperature of a room in a castle is not our 72 degrees that we so much enjoy here in this country, but it's the temperature of a damp old cellar, and they would take it upstairs and let it warm up, and that meant letting it warm up to maybe 55 or 60 degrees. Uh, another problem is the less expensive a wine it is, well, the more apt you are to chill it. And that's a good idea because inexpensive wines are light-bodied, thinner, they're less intense. Even the color usually is a lot lighter. And big reds uh, will benefit, as I said, even an expensive wine benefits from room temperature. Cellar temperature, when you take a bottle of wine up from your cellar, if you have a, a perfect cellar, the cellar keeps it at the temperature of earth which is 55 degrees. My cellars and my houses are all 55 degrees. And when I bring up a red, I always bring it up about an hour in advance to let it come up to room temperature. But it's still cool. Uh, it isn't actually at room temperature. Even expensive wines, over $50, really and truly should be served at about, certainly, uh, no warmer than 65 degrees. Uh, when the bottles cool to the touch, that's about right for red wine. Now, there's a lot of, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot of red wines that you can chill. And uh, the, a, a good rule of thumb is the less expensive a wine it is, the more apt you are to chill it. More expensive wines 
shouldn't be served at room temperature, but they shouldn't be served cold. As I've said many times here, if you have a wine that you don't aren't too crazy about, a white wine or something, serve it ice cold. Everybody will enjoy it, because the colder it is, the less nuances you detect from the wine. And if you don't believe me, try it sometime. Take a bottle of wine, have it ice, ice cold. Pour a little glass. Then let it warm up to room temperature yourself. Pour yourself another glass. You'll detect all sorts of things in that warmed-up glass that you didn't detect in the ice-cold ones. It's really remarkable. Uh, And as I said earlier, most people don't think about chilling red wines, and yet we drink most of our red wine in this country that's way, way too warm. There are wines that really lend themselves to chilling red wine. <clears throat> I mentioned inexpensive Zinfandels a couple of weeks ago. Beaujolais, of course, everybody knows about it. And Beaujolais, today's a perfect day. It's going to be about 70. Go down to the lake or the creek, put a bottle of wine in the water for about 25 minutes at, at the lake or the pond, and then take it out and have it with a little picnic of some cheese, some charcuterie, and some good bread. And I'll tell you, you'll know the Lord's in heaven and all's right with the world. Nothing like that. Then there's the old wine, Lambrusco, that always needed chilling. You know, some of you who are old enough, you remember their commercial, Lambrusco, or uh, Rioniti was the big brand, and that's kind of interesting. And they say, Rioniti on ice, mighty nice. And that was the idea, to drink it cold. And uh, the uh, family that started Bamfi, uh, Castello Bamfi in Tuscany, is an awesome, awesome installation. It's the largest vineyard in all of Europe, and it was totally funded by Rioniti on Ice, Mighty Nice. Rioniti sold millions and millions of cases. It was a light, spritzy wine and very sweet uh, and Lombrisco. Now, Lombriscos can be a very good wine. They've been around for over a 1,000 years. And uh, you can get a dry Lombrisco, which is a really nice wine. And you can still get that Rioniti, but it, I think you'd find it just too sweet. But uh, Lombrisco is one of those wines should be chilled. It benefits from chilling. Sometimes good Lombrisco has a little spritz in it, a uh, little carbonation, which also makes it very, very pleasant. Uh, the idea on red wines that are chilled, like Pinot Noir, that's very good chilled, but you can want a light one, an inexpensive Pinot Noir, a really expensive, fine one, shouldn't be chilled too much. But the less expensive a wine, the more you should chill it. A lot of New Zealand Pinot Noirs, because they're so light, benefit greatly from uh, a little chill on them. Same thing with burgundies. If they're inexpensive, uh, more chill. And, and then you also, if they're not too cold, but just a little chilled, you'll see the complexity of the wine. Another favorite of mine comes from the northern area of Italy, Barbera d'Asti. Barbera is the third largest grape planted in Italy. And they have relatively high acid. They aren't complicated. They're usually served very young. And they benefit greatly from a little chilling. So does Dolcetto. And we've talked about that in the past, too. Dolcetto is sort of the Italian version of Beaujolais. And it can be chilled, and you'll enjoy it. And as I said, there's nothing, nothing as good as 
uh, Gamay chilled Beaujolais. And we talked a couple weeks ago about chilling Zinfandel. Again, Zinfandels benefit very, very much from being chilled. But again, use that same rule. If it's an inexpensive Zinfandel, the more you can chill it. If it's a more expensive, you just want a slight little chill on it. Because that ice-cold wine, like I say, you get rid of all the flavor, you get rid of all the alcohol. When we taste wine, particularly when you're tasting white wines to buy, you always want to taste them at a warmer temperature because if they're ice cold you get none of the nuances you don't even know how that wine is going to age unless it is a little more warmer so there you have it uh we're all drinking our wines wrong according to my very fancy international panel that i was proud to be part of uh we drink our red wines too warm and our white wines too cold and today might be a good day to Rectify that problem when you go and pick up some wine for your Memorial Day uh, party or picnic. Try what I said here, and that is drink the white wines a little warmer than you normally do and drink the red wines with a little cooler. And as I said, having given you five red wines that are good to be chilled, really almost any, even Cabernet, big, powerful wine, shouldn't be drunk sitting in your room at 72 degrees. The, like I said, the warmest a good wine should be is about 65 degrees. Maybe 60 would even be better. And then you'll get all the nuances, etc., of those wines. And you'll enjoy your dining and drinking experience all the more if you follow those simple rules. And as I said earlier, the 20-minute rule is a good one. Any wine... Red wine, put in the refrigerator for 20 minutes and then serve it. White wine, if you've had it in the refrigerator, take it out for 20 minutes and then serve it. And then you'll be drinking your wines at optimum temperature for the maximum enjoyment. And that's probably more than anybody ever wanted to know about temperatures <laughs> of wine. But you know what? It makes sense. It makes common sense, though, when you think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Jack, I know we've got uh, less than a minute to, to chat uh, about uh, things. But uh, what about a Barolo, a nice, big, expensive Barolo? What do you, same Again, thing? Same thing as the other expensive Cabernets, etc. 20-minute rule. If you've had it on the counter or outside in the room, put it in the refrigerator for 20 minutes and then serve it. And it, it'll enhance the Barolo. Uh, as I said, about 60, 65 degrees. Any expensive wine should be drunk at that. And Barolos are big, expensive, powerhouse wines. And they also would benefit from just hmm. a slight chill. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, you always come up with some great ideas. And for those folks that are taking notes, or maybe they missed a few, if you stop in at any one of the Haskell locations uh, and tell them what you want, they'll help you pair whatever you need for this holiday. There's no question about that. And I do have one idea. On six seventeen, June 17th, Saturday, from noon to 3, Haskell's is sponsoring a wonderful cruise up and down the St. Croix. It'll be a great Father's Day gift. There'll be lunch. There's over 50 wines being poured on the boat for you to taste. You can just go to the Haskell's website and sign up for the St. Croix boat cruise. Like I said, make a wonderful Father's Day gift. It's on June 17th from noon to 3 o'clock. And if you're looking for a place to pick up any of these wonderful wines we talk about, or you even want to continue the conversation, 
Stop in at a Haskell store. They love to talk about wines, and best of all, they'll help you pick a wine that won't break the bank and will enhance your food tremendously. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Haskell's in Chanhassen. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior right on the lake if you're on Lake Minnetonka. Haskell's in Faribault right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. On Saturdays, we have free parking in downtown Minneapolis. Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can even pick that uh, trip to the, on the St. Croix, if you like. Well, that sounds like a marvelous. Hey, that's a great Father's Day, like you said. Yeah, not bad. A great idea. Well, Jack, we hope you enjoy a safe holiday weekend. And you too, Denny. We'll talk Have next a very week. very happy Memorial Day. Thank you, Jack. Talk next week. Look forward to it. That's uh, Jack Farrell from Haskell's and the Wine Chat again next Saturday at 745 here on A3OWC. So, and as Jack said, I should remind people, too, that if they miss hearing the Wine Chat live, you could go to what we call the Haskell's Online Wine Cave. Uh, you can listen to uh, past podcasts of these wine chats. Simply go to wcco.com slash wine, and you can find them there.